0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasir Pasha and Matt Stahl.
1: All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twists. My name is Nasir Pasha, and here we have our expert on clubs and, <laughs> and nightlife in Houston, Texas. That's
2: you? <laughs> no, that's you. Well, I don't. I'm not in Houston. I'm Matt Stobb. I'm. I'm
1: definitely not in Houston. No, but you're an expert in in clubs and nightlife in Houston, right? That's why we got you on. <laughs> if you're not, then I don't even know why. You know, I thought that's what you're bringing to the table here.
2: That's the guest, yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'll be able to do a better job than uh, their attorney that was interviewed for this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're too deep into it. I had. I had an awesome start to this episode, and. Now it's too late.
1: No, let's just, I'll just restart. Okay, so I say something like, uh, welcome to the podcast, we're awesome, and I'm Nasser Pasha.
2: And I was going to say, Houston,
1: we have a problem. (laughs) But if you say that, it's like every time Houston comes up, then it's, you could say that, so. It doesn't come up that often. That's true. So, this is a pretty interesting case,
2: or not, it's not a case, I guess, but a pretty interesting thing that happened as the houston nightclub expert i first heard about this weeks ago but <laughs> there was rumors of racism in these nightclubs and meaning that they were giving preferential treatment to basically it sounds like preferential treatment to white people and charging other ethnicities certain money things like that so to get in vip etc so a local news station channel 2 investigates tested this out and they sent groups of people at different times of the night to a few different clubs. I think most of them were okay, but there was one gas lamp. This is where they really ran into problems. And so what they did, they sent a group of white people, a group of black females, Both of those groups didn't have to pay any money. They sent a group of Hispanic females. I think they got in free as well, but had to pay.
1: The VIP or something.
2: They sent black males in. I think they had to pay a cover just to get in. So it got increasingly worse. And they're even asking follow-up questions with the bouncer, things like that. And so basically, at the end of the night or whenever they all gathered together the next day, they looked at it and said... Well, all the white people basically got in for free and got full access to everything. And the non-white people, some of which were got in for free as well, some of which had to pay extra to be in the VIP, some of which had to pay just to get into the nightclub. So this is kind of a problem that we're not going to put up with. So what happens, they ask the owner of the club, the nightclub, and he says something along the lines of, we don't charge money to good looking people to get in. And then the lawyer comes in and says a bunch of bad stuff saying, amongst other things, you know, we want successful people in here. Yeah. And also misquoting the law multiple times. But, you know, basically that was the one statement I heard is we just want successful people in here. We want good looking girls in here. And so we can do whatever we want, basically. And there's a lot of problems with this, but that's kind of where we start.
1: <laughs> and and that that's what happened in the last couple of weeks. But. This actually goes back about a month ago. There was these three attorneys. I think they're all black. I'm, yeah, yeah, they're they're all black, and somehow they they noticed this was going on. So. I guess they sat outside and just watched every, you know, white person. And according to them, white person get in for free and non-white being charged, et cetera. And then they made a hoopla about it on social media and it got picked up by the press and their Yelp page, the gas lamps, Yelp page went crazy and so forth. And I was considering covering this a month ago and then it resurfaced this last week. So I thought that was funny, but there's this attorney I don't know him. His name is Sutherland or whatever. And that's the attorney that Matt's referring to that was interviewed. But apparently there's this one write-up, it's called Above the Law or a a blog on Above the Law. It's a popular legal blog. And this guy describes this video that apparently Sutherland released, which I'm accessing now. Apparently, it's taken down. You notice that? I couldn't get to it either. But he mentions how Sutherland claims that around two minutes and 44 seconds, the fact is that federal discrimination law does not cover nightclubs, which is like the most ridiculous statement to say it. I think what, what he's trying to say is that you know nightclubs don't apply because it's a private club. It's not a place of public accommodation, which, again, is not true. And the reason why he's trying to say that is because if you're a restaurant or a place that's considered a public accommodation, which, by the way, nightclub is, then you can't discriminate based upon all those different classes of people that we all know about, which is, of course, one of them is is race. And so if you're a place of public accommodation and you're discriminating based upon the color of one's skin, you know, whether it's charging one and not charging the other, then you're just asking for it whether a part of that basis is based upon what they're dressing or not. If any part of your decision making is based upon the color of your skin, then you're gonna have a problem.
2: I guess there's still a little bit of room for interpretation, but Title II of the Civil Rights Act is pretty clear paraphrases here. Outlaw discrimination based on race, in hotels, motels, restaurants, theaters, all their public accommodations in interstate commerce. I mean, there is exempted private clubs but I believe how it falls down as a private club, there has to be some sort of ongoing membership fee, something like that. So, I mean, it definitely does not fall under
1: that exemption. And, and and that's the thing, private clubs and what's a public accommodation and what's not, I'm pretty sure certain that it's, it's been well litigated. I'd be concerned about having an attorney that makes that kind of claim. I mean, some of these statements are just so silly. Like he says also, apparently you need a local ordinance or state law to stop it and give people a way to make a claim like in every other big city in the United States. And he goes on to say, do your job, get educated and make it so that there's a common ground between your beliefs and the world that you live in. Basically saying just because you think it's morally wrong doesn't mean that it's legally wrong. So I, there's definitely something amiss there.
2: And I believe there's a section of the Houston Municipal Code that already prohibits race based discrimination in places of public accommodation. So There you go. I guess maybe he should have done his own job in doing <laughs> Good that. Educate. Yeah. I mean just the thing I wish I could see the full video. We both watched that little excerpt from the news story, which you know, he only talked for twenty seconds and <laughs> it was already bad enough. But Yeah. I can't imagine what he said in this full-on five-minute video or however long it— why, why does he even need feel the need to post a video about this?
1: I don't know. It seems, it does seem strange, at least to, you know, think about it a little bit more before you release some of this, because once it's once it's out there, it's out there. But nonetheless, you know, well, let's talk about nightclubs, and you can discriminate. You just can't discriminate for reasons of protected classes. So when the owner says that we don't discriminate, we just choose people based upon their dress— Technically, that's okay. You can create an environment to, you know, promote a certain feel and lifestyle within your within your club, but it's a dangerous game you're playing, especially when you're giving so-called balancers the discretion whether to charge a fee or not. Yeah, and it goes to like, for example, even ladies' night is problematic in some states. Uh, in Texas, it's not. And ladies' night is typically what they women get in for free, right, usually, and then the men are, men are charged or something to that effect, right?
2: I don't go to ladies' nights too often, but I, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's a ladies' night. It's not a co-ed. No, I thought, I,
1: I just read about it.
2: I think ladies' night, usually it's like, free drinks or like cheaper drinks
1: for lady for women something like that something like that and yeah and in california and new york and many other states they've established under state law that you know under different statutory protections that that kind of discrimination against men in this in this case is is not permitted whereas many other states in, in texas i haven't seen any cases that have gone the other way in that. Yeah. I'm just trying to demonstrate that even things like that, that some people may say that it is a po- so-called positive thing. It's not like they're trying to keep men away. They're just trying to bring more women in. Even someone like that can be scrutinized by the law.
2: Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're going to do a policy with this covers, so you just have to do it right. It's yeah, you know, some places will start charging on cover after ten PM or something. So in that case you're quote unquote only discriminating against
1: people that are later <laughs> and arriving earlier. Yeah, you'll be fine if that Or And like if you're concerned about dress, then you can you can have a dress code. Yeah. And and that's why it's it's strange. Like, forget about whether they're actually doing this. There's these allegations and frankly, just because you have one story where some people got in for free and some people didn't to really know whether they're discriminating, you can't just use one, one incident. And I don't think most people know. And maybe these three lawyers, they felt that one night observing, assuming that's what they did, is enough. But in order to prove something like that to, I think, a jury, you really need to have some statistical analysis to, yeah. to determine that. But putting that aside, Giving the decision to a bouncer to make these kind of very discretionary, giving them a full discretion of whether to charge a covered charge or not, even what price to charge, is just a stupid, idiotic mistake. I don't care what kind of training you have in that particular bouncer. Everyone has their own prejudices and biases that sometimes just will come out subconsciously.
2: Yeah, and, and sometimes bouncers just really get empowered by the position they have of being able to decide, you know, who comes in, who doesn't, what they if they do have this charging discretion for covers and a whole other story, but. So I'm going to contradict what I said in Monday's episode about creating the policy is the easy part. You know, implementing it's the hard part. I think and it might be the flip here in that <laughs> yeah, maybe it's creating the policy would be the hard part. Well, it's not even going to be that hard. You just
1: implement a policy. It's not discriminatory yeah. based on these different categories. That's objective. That doesn't require any kind of level of thinking for that matter. Honestly, I don't even know. If you ask me what a what a nightclub is or what's inside, I honestly don't even know how to describe (laughs) it to you. But your guess of what it is would be fairly accurate. Okay. I have no idea. But point is is that I didn't think that this kind of like movie like discriminatory bouncer is like saying yay or nay to people. I thought that was just like a movie myth. So I mean this actually happens, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's most rampant in Las Vegas, where if you go to a club in Las Vegas and you're, it's all guys, it's going to be very difficult to get in. And if you are going to be able to get in, you're going to have to agree to pay like a lot of money at the door, or agree to buy like a bottle of alcohol when you get in, like some or like a VIP table, something. So. The most I've seen it is there, but like I said, I've been to nightclubs, unlike you, but I really don't frequent them. I have no need, no desire
1: to really go uh, at any point, even when I'm in Vegas. Have you ever been like rejected because of like the way you were dressed or looked?
2: I have, have been rejected before, but it's nothing. I mean, it's part of the dress code. I've a couple times I d- wasn't wearing shoes; I had sandals <laughs> on. <laughs> I didn't no, I <laughs> didn't just show up shoeless to a place. Just <laughs> barefoot. Sandals and not and not shoes and I'm like maybe I've worn like a hat somewhere before and
1: you can't get in with a hat but yeah never for never for your personality or or looks
2: <laughs> yeah that I know of I'm trying to think I guess there's been times I've you know waited in line and have there's it's kind of a one in one out policy but that's to my knowledge I've never been turned down for anything that's how I've looked
1: okay well I'm I'm surprised about that actually but uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> You're lucky I wasn't the bouncer at any of those clubs that you went to.
2: Show up barefoot to places than expecting
1: to get in. (laughs) Very good. Well, it's an interesting story. I I don't even know. Has there actually been a lawsuit filed? I don't
2: think so. I was going to mention one more thing about, I had to screenshot it because I didn't know whether it would be taken down or not. So once I read this, I went to their Yelp page. Oh,
1: yeah, I saw that.
2: They had one and a half stars at the time when I did it over 200 reviews but they had this thing i never i'd actually never seen this before on a yelp page It basically it kind of blocked their whole page but you can still kind of see and read some of the reviews but it was an active cleanup alert basically they got an insane amount of traffic because they're quote-unquote racist and so people just flooded this their yelp page posting all these one-star reviews so Yelp apparently is in the process of sorting through these and finding out which ones are legitimate and which ones aren't maybe, but
1: which is fair. I mean, I mean that, yeah, it's fair. That's what Yelp should be doing. I mean, should have happened to that pizza place in Indiana. <laughs> yeah, it is precisely exactly. Or, or that one on Chef Ramsay's uh, show. That one. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Anne's Bakery or something. Anne's Bakery, yeah. I bet she would have wished they had something like that at that time. Yeah, definitely. Because you know people were gonna, you know whether whether they're actually being racist or not, people are gonna go on Yelp and and complain and poorly rate them just because of the allegations. So who knows actually if it's true or not?
2: Yeah, and I was reading through the the ones that I could read and you know, you don't know how much of this is true, but they're like, oh, I I can't finally they've been exposed. I, you know, I experienced this as well, but
1: they're only now conveniently posting on there. So, and I kind of believe it honestly, because on Reddit is where I first saw it in the Houston Reddit. And I was reading the comments and there was some very detailed descriptions of, and again, anecdotal, just because you're black and you get charged a cover charge or get denied. Does not mean that if they're being racist. It could just be in that circumstance because you were wearing a hat like Matt was. Like I said, I mean, it's the policy itself is bound to be discriminatory. So in that respect, I have no real sympathy for this club. I mean, they're just, they want to create this dream atmosphere and, uh, it's really backfired. Well, I think, um,
2: I think I'm going to go have some dinner. Well, I think you're going to, it's Thursday night in Houston. You're going to go to the gas lamp.
1: Yeah. I mean, hopefully they have, uh, some food there. We'll see if I can get in. They might have temporarily shut down. I think I saw somewhere else. Did they? Well, they did have in the news article, they did have. They did say that they've temporarily suspended all cover charges, right? And outside the door, but then the VIP is still different or something to that effect. I don't know.
2: Uh, well, yeah, just let me know after you go there tonight. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there, in fact. <laughs> all right. Keep us on. Keep us smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up to date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.